week's winner of the podcast contest was Jason Sider. He posted a photo of his train tree, which it was just a whole tree decorated with train yeah. stuff. So that was awesome. Say good job, Jason. Good job, Jason. That was my daughter saying good job. Uh, we had a couple awesome entries. It was hard to pick, and uh, the train tree was just cool because it's a whole tree covered in trains. Um, but thanks again, guys. Thanks for participating. We're taking a one-week break. I'm sorry my daughter's watching a loud movie in the background. We're going to take a one-week break from the contest, and we're going to resume that in the new year. So everyone have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and a whatever the hell you celebrate and enjoy it. Now enjoy this week's Christmas special, and we'll see you on the other side. Is up, everyone, and welcome to episode 106. Christmas week, baby. Of the Ugly Sweater Podcast. Yeah. Um, Ugly Sweater Podcast. I'm I'm going to drink a holiday beer today. Everybody and their mother has a damn ugly sweater. Yeah. I do not have an ugly Christmas sweater. So I don't think it counts if you buy an ugly sweater that's marketed as an ugly sweater. At the store, yeah. But if you haven't, if you haven't, like my sweater, which was made seriously to not be an ugly sweater, but it is unintentionally an ugly sweater because it's like an old sweater that was just gaudy yeah, from the eighties. You know, right, before they start doing that. Clip. Yeah, if you have a sweater that's not made to be an ugly sweater, but is just because it's awful looking, yeah, that's a real ugly sweater. Hey, that fakey, fakey yeah. thing, man. You know. I have no, so, yeah, what's with that? Join us on episode 106 as we digest and dissect, sorry, um, the intricacies of sweaters. I don't even have a Christmas <laughs> sweater, man. My Christmas sweater is whatever the hell I grab out of the closet. So, I don't even have a sweater. I don't even know if I have sweaters. I have. I used to have some. I have I'm a sweater. Them out. Yeah. I don't wear sweaters. I'm drinking a, I used to. I'm drinking a beer today. I didn't even open it yet. I'm saving it for the show. Here we go. Yeah. I got one going That's an authentic too. pop. It's Christmas. So my beer. Nasty white. Okay. Good. My beer is the Ithaca Beer Company Fugly Sweater Dark Lager. <laughs> I'll send you, well, that's appropriate, huh? I'm, I'm gonna send you a picture of the can. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's a big boy too, so we're in it. We're in it deep tonight, guys. Um, it's a. I got I got a backup ready to go there. <laughs> I just I'm gonna send it to you on Messenger just so you can see it. Right. Um, it's a classic. Anyhow, so yeah, Christmas week. It's crazy. Things are crazy out there. I mean, people don't know how to drive. Uh, I, you know, oh my God, that's the funniest <laughs> beer can I've ever seen, man. 
That is a funny, funny beer can. Uh, oh my gosh. So there you go. That's, that's what I'm drinking tonight. That's creative. That's really creative. I'm telling you, these these companies that are coming out with um, you know different types and you know experimenting with different types of IPAs and different types of beer, um, you know, not, not I don't know what we call that. Craft beers. Craft beers, you know, yeah, whatever their wheats or whatever they have or whites. And it, they're Belgians, those types of things. And I get that. Everybody has sour beers. Well, but different. there's a million out there. But their, their creativity in these is the key, I think. I mean, it's what helps. I want to buy the, There's so many. Yeah, I want to buy. It's almost like a. Uh, something in your our hobby, like oh man, if it's got a really cool, um, yeah, if it's got a really cool roof, I want to get it. You know, yeah. if it's got a really cool can design, yeah. I want to. I want to. I've paid for that. I mean, I've I've bought thinking yeah. that it was going to be some kind of delicious brew, and it sucks, and, <laughs> and it's got awful. You know, this one's but, pretty good. This one's a yeah. this one's a darker beer, so it's like a it's a nice like. One drink, one. I'm had. I've had enough. Yeah, you are very. You are a little more experimental with them than I am. Yeah, I am one of those guys. But I'll try some new ones. You know, you know. Once I try one, I find one I like, and you I try to stay with it. You wouldn't like this one. I can tell you right I get, now. I have like a like a, a maybe like ten that I'll rotate through, and four of those I'm real real yeah. fond of. I can but, tell you um, right now, you wouldn't enjoy this one. So, yeah, it's almost yeah. it's 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 dark. So yeah, uh, I'm not overly opposed to darks, but anyhow. Anyways, um, all right. So well, enough talk about the beer. Yeah, well, it's Christmas time. So well, that is. Yeah, anyways, oh, you know what else? This morning. Oh, you know what else I thought about? Yeah, I haven't had this one in a long time. Harp. Oh man, I miss harp. Okay. I haven't had a harp in a while. This is so heavy. It's like you drink a harp, and it's like. Boom! Right in the bottom of your stomach, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, two of them, and you're like, oh, I love my them. Gosh. But anyway, they are great. Two of them. Anyhow. Shit, we've had a pitcher or two before. Well, I know that. I'm just saying, two of them sit in the pit of your oh, stomach. Yeah. I didn't say I couldn't have more. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> let's move into our normal, our normal thing here. Um, yeah, let's do that. So. Uh, I'll let you lead off our holiday special. By the way, guys, as you can tell by the intro music, this is our holiday special. And before we jump into it, I want to thank our newest patron, Martin H. So thanks a lot, Martin. Um, you know, you're in the overtime at the pit. Yeah, Martin. You're now in our group on Facebook. You're in for everything else. Um, also, I'm currently working on developing a forum-type setting for maybe not necessarily for um, everybody that listens, but I'm trying to figure out some, well, I have an, I have an idea. I think I'm going to, I'm trying to create some sort of a forum for the show where people can get on and talk about what they're working on, talk about the show. Um, uh, you know, we can start some side discussions within there. I'm going to have an area that's for patrons only within the forum. Um, so I might have like a free version where you get one thread for all the listeners and then a secondary thread for patrons only, um, right. But I'm not done working on that. That probably won't be out until the new year, and that'll be directly on hosgalecustoms.com. So for some of the patrons that are not Facebook users, I know we have a handful of them, and that's fine. Uh, you will have access to eventually to the website forum on hosgalecustoms.com if you don't want to use Facebook. So um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work on that. It'll be mobile friendly. It'll be easy to use on a phone, so you won't have to worry about like pinching in and zooming in and typing on a mobile device um, exactly. like like an yeah. older site would have. But uh, we'll have that all set up here probably by the new year. So, That'd be awesome. Anyways, that's I'm a, to that myself. That's our new announcement as far as the show. It's probably our newest thing we're going to be doing. So we're going to have a free version, which will have some limited stuff of the forum for any listener to join. And then we'll have mm-hmm. a patrons-only uh, thread within the forum. Cool. So anyways, I just wanted to announce that. Yeah. So anyhow, um, yeah, I mean, here we go. It's Christmas time, and um, this is, you know, in the train – Model railroading day at Christmas is a big thing, not just for the fact that you know a lot of people's got their start with the first train set at Christmas time, or their family put up a Christmas layout, or or some kind of a setup around the tree. Um, I'll have a story of my own on that here shortly this this uh, episode, but but um, also because I mean it's um, you know. It, for us, the builders and such, this is a great time for us to either get uh, some cool building tools or gifts or uh, we'll buy a gift for ourselves or kits or something along that lines. Um, this is a great time. Uh, everybody tends to get a little something-something that they, they, you know, if they need it, they get it, and uh, or if somebody gives them gifts. It's a, it's a neat, neat time as well just for the modeler. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... A lot of us will have some time off. Um, I I won't have much time off, but um, some people will have some time off in between Christmas and New Year's or right before Christmas, and they'll have some time to get some work done on their bench. Yeah. They, you know, some others will not because they have family visiting and things like that. And But remember, no matter how bad it gets with the family visiting and stuff like that, that you, you know, and you need to get away, there's that option Get to the workbench. You know, maybe you know, Uncle Harry's an asshole, and you need to get a break. You know, so <laughs> slip, slip, slip to the basement and work on the layout, or work on the bench somehow. You know, uh, you know, it's um, I, I like the movie uh, um, Christmas Vacation. Everybody's got a cousin Eddie. So, uh, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we are the cousin Eddie. Yeah, sometimes. So, hey, listen, if you're in a family and you're think. What the did you hell? Just, did you just fall over? No. no. So if you're listening to this Something and you're if you're page. listening to this and you're thinking, well, we don't have a cousin Eddie. Um, you're you're the cousin Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shitter's full. Hey, Clark, shitter's full. <laughs> oh Eddie, my uh, god! With the, uh, with the with the Christmas uh, spirit, I mean, I think trains. And my rotating fall right in the place for it. So this is a great way to have a good episode. We got some cool stuff coming up, but um, yeah. So let's uh, let's start in on a topic. Let's get into model. Go for it. Bit. I think the big the the thing I want to talk about this week on on our show is on this episode will be. Is there a wind chime in the background? <sighs> there is. Your your mom has some kind of chime. It, it, the door's open between her room and my room. Okay, okay. And she's got some kind of chime hanging on the door, and the 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 furnace vent the vent that blows air in there, the you know, central air vent, 
is is moving the chime. I, I'm not screwing with that right now. <laughs> is it is it that is it that noticeable? No, I, it's it's just like oh, a. Okay. It feels like I'm in one of those um like little uh, like little uh, uh, what are they like. Uh, Essential oil shops where they're playing like uh, where they're playing like that um, that CD where that guy plays that wooden flute. You always see him like yeah. on the street fairs. Um, I'm gonna take your word for it. On that. <laughs> you know what so, I'm talking yeah. about? He's yeah, trying to sell. He's trying to sell like his waterfall music, his waterfall soundtracks with the oh, flute yeah, yeah, playing yeah. in the background. And he's you know he's always dressed like a Native American, but he's really not a Native American. Gotcha. It just sounds like it's that in the background. It's a little. It's soothing. Gotcha. It's soothing. Gotcha. The rain, like a rain stick. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that sells the rain sticks at the Jubilee Day, you know, and he's got that track of music playing in the background that he's made with his wife in the back of their camper. Um, and they're not really Native Americans, but they, they make the music, you know. They're just hippies from the 60s, man. <laughs> but, yeah, that they guy. They had tie-dye shirts. They had tie-dye shirts, and they try and sell those things. Yeah, they try and sell the rain sticks. I get yeah, it. Yeah, their yeah. hair's braided together. And yeah, he, well, it. he sells the rain yeah. sticks, and his wife sells the dream dream gadgers. Right, they have dre- they have dreadlocks. <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't have dreadlocks. They're just like oh, they they both have the same white colored hair, like that pepper uh, peppered hair. Yeah. It's long. Yeah, yeah. 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 It looks like a yeah. It. <laughs> it looks like a Davy Crockett. You may, may have a bandana one. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> anyways, so uh, anyways, uh, cleaning up the workbench is what I want to talk about. We talked about organizing our workbench, and we talked about you know. Uh, Different ways that we can, you know, keep our stuff neat and organized and orderly. We've done that a few times, but we've not talked about the process of cleaning up. And I think at this time of year is one of those things at Christmas time. I generally try and do this every year around this time or Christmas break, um, where I will, um, I will, I will strip. And I do it other times of year, but it, definitely at the Christmas holiday, as I, I try and clean my desktop off. My, not my desktop, but my, my workbench top. And I'll remove everything and I kind of clean it down, make sure everything's tidied up. And, you know, re, re, I have things at my, like these uh, turning tables, these like lazy Susan type turning tables where I have bed, uh, tool boxes, uh, tool containers and paintbrushes and containers and paints and everything else stacked on them. And, and I tear all that stuff out and I start. Just cleaning it down, wiping it down. Because you get like little drips of paint and spill onto this or that. Just wiping it down, cleaning it off, getting dust off. You know, you're working on your bench. One of the biggest things that is a pain in my neck is when, you know, we're working and we sand. And, we, and we're you know, using a sanding stick or using a st- sandpaper. And you get that, that sawdust, right? Or the real fine dust when you're, or, or if you're, even if you're sanding like, especially if you're sanding like, plaster or something right. like that and you hit what do we do when we're done we clean it up we do clean it up but this is how we do it because we got another project so we just kind of clean the surface that we're directly working with we don't Push lift anything side. up or move yeah we just kind of pull it to the front with our hands and kind of either drop it on the floor and wait till we get it with the shop back or we'll put it into a you know under our hands and dump it in the trash can okay that and we just kind of clean the basics up of it so it looks good so it looks good at the moment around your cutting mat and your open surface. But when you start moving the other stuff off the top of your workbench and sit it aside or sit on another table, okay, to clean the surface, before you start cleaning it, take a look, step back and take a look at it. You will find all kinds of dirt and dust and crap that gets built up 
if you static grass, oh my god, static that grass stuff just shows up everywhere. Oh, gee, many crickets, it's everywhere. So, you know, take a look at it, and you're going, oh my gosh, I thought my desk was my desk, my workbench was clean at this point, you know, all, the, all this year, and here it's a filthy pig pen. Thank god it's not, it's not bacteria, you know, those would be sicker than dogs. So, you know, it's not. It's not something that's going to mold or cause bacteria, you know, unless you, you know, unless you got food and crop. Oh, <laughs> unless your static grass is wet. <laughs> yeah, the ham sandwich, and you dumped it behind your like well, behind your basin where you clean your brushes with water. Like, I, you know, and that's been sitting there for six months. I mean, I guess that could accumulate. You could get bacteria that way. But generally, what we're talking about is, you know, just filthy dirt. Like it's not even it's not even dirt, dirt. I mean, I'm sure there's dust there and everything too. But but it's you know it's just crap. Right. It's crap from your buildings and your modeling, and and so I I tend I like to take everything off this time of year, and I usually do it in July or August too. And or if you know if you had an incredibly strong workout and doing a lot of stuff on on there over you know course of a shorter time, but then once I clear it off. Um, I'll take a, I have like a, a dust brush and I'll kind of dust off the top and into a trash can, um, like a wastebasket trash can yeah. and, um, and then get the main chunky parts off. You'll, you'll be amazed at what you find. And once you do that, I've always found like, um, strip wood, little chunks of strip wood and corner pieces and things like that. Things I've trimmed off that flew in the other direction and things like, you know, that, that type of thing, broken you know, cut little cut pieces of the thin wire stuff. You know, you've, I'm sure you can relate. And and then once uh, that kind of stuff, I save. I'll put it in a little box or or some kind of container and save the little strips of strip wood because it makes good junk wood and to put in corners or you know in junk piles and stuff like that. But but then once I get that all off, then um, I have, and I use this. You can use anything. Just wipe off the top with a, you know, a wet rag or some some kind of a uh, 409. I don't even know if I make 409 anymore, but some kind of a you know, household cleaner. Right. And wipe it off. And then I uh, also like to use these Lysol. I bought a pack of these Lysol daily cleaning wipes. Um, they don't have harsh chemicals or anything in them. They're just uh, they're just cleaning wipes. And uh, they come in a plastic tub, and I get like 80 of them, and it lasts you a long time. And I use them periodically through the year, but I use, I use them a lot on my cutting mat but um, and around my cutting mat. But then after I'm done, I'm sweet, dusting it all off, and the workbench is completely clear. Then I will go over it with those cleaning wipes and just kind of you know, give it a fresh look and a good smell. It's got the Lysol in it. Think the pack of stuff like I think it's like four bucks or something like that for a box, and it lasts you for months, you know, but um, or longer. And then I wipe down the Lysol, uh, with the wipes and stuff, and and then uh, then I start putting everything back. And then the neat thing about putting it all back is <coughs> you're able to find that maybe you want to try something in a different place, you know. Or organize it in a different manner that might be more efficient for you. Yeah. Okay, because once you tear everything off, you know darn sure it's not going back in the exact same spot as before. So 
Because while you're doing it, the people that we are, because we're detail-oriented people, that's what we do. We're fine-scale people. So what we do as fine-scale freaks is we find, while we're putting things back on, you know what, why don't I put this over here? I might give myself a couple extra inches of space. I might, you know, uh, whatever. But I try and clean everything down. The uh, I have hot lights on my desk, so I'll, I'll clean the hot lights off, the surfaces no. of the hot lights, because they collect as much dirt as, you, as your workbench. Right, and now your workbench top is smooth, right? Yeah. So yeah. mine's different because it's wood. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't just, like, wipe mine down quite as easily because it's old plywood, and it's got crevices and stuff in it, so when I wipe it, it... This goes into the crevices. Goes into the crevices. So what I do is shop vac it with a brush end. Um, oh yeah. And that way it picks up stuff that's in the screw holes or dents or whatever divots in my work wood worktop. Right. Uh, I don't really clean the white top of the workbench. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just repaint it. Yeah, I, yeah, we talked about that before. You yeah. Do that. That's so that's cool. how I do it. I just I clean up all the chunks of stuff so I don't paint over top of like dirt um, and then i just take more white paint and slap it on and we're good to go for another year or two that's a great idea i do get you a little what? upset though when i have to paint the top because then like it's like my work underneath that yeah. you know what i mean like, yeah, it's like having that dirty it's like having that remember we went to that show and that lady had the palette yeah and it was like filthy paint palette and she just kept putting paint and putting paint in it never cleaned it but it is nice though once it's dry, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because then, it's like a brand new worktop, and then you can start all over with some stains and stuff on it. Yeah, it makes you feel good too, man. Yeah. The other thing it I have is that it's good. It looks professional. This is unrelated, but it's kind of like that lady's palette. I have the same box lid um, that I've been spray painting in for like three or four years now. I do too. I do too. I, I refuse. I've taped it back together. I refuse to use a new box lid. That thing must weigh five times what it should because it's just oh, yeah. loaded with paint. Uh, mine's on yeah too. It's funny for spray paint. Yep. So yep. I, I will never, I will never use another box lid unless that one gets absolutely destroyed, but I just keep taping it together. So yeah, Anyways, I mean, I'm but, sure other people have ideas on what, how they clean theirs up. Um, write to us or put up a post. Uh, yeah. Uh, let us know. Show us what you do when you clean up. And maybe products that you use to clean up or an idea that you do. Um, obviously, um, uh, you know, an idea for Brett would be, I think, would be cool. You can relatively, at a not very high price. What is it? You can get, a, you can get yourself a, um, a countertop. Why? Or like a countertop. Well, then you'd have a nice smooth surface. I don't like need that. a smooth. I have a worktop bench. I know you do. Why do yeah. I want a smooth surface? This is fine. Okay, well, that's fine. There's nothing wrong yeah, with yeah. my surface. Of my... That's fine. Now, it's this just, time of year... That's for also... fancy pants, too, because that's just going to get yeah. ruined. Well, I am due as well. And that's when maybe this is the time of year where I do that. I'm going to probably, in the next week, get myself a new cutting mat. Um, I know that they're, you know... Mine's mine's majorly messed up. It's been I, I yeah I, it's all chopped up. We do a lot of stuff, and both of us do. And, yeah, and uh, it's just I know they're supposed to last or self healing and all that, but you know after a while they're just not efficient anymore. And and I'm I think I'm almost to the point where I'm not efficient with this with my mat. But you know it is neat, and I hate doing that. I hate getting rid of my old mat. 
but uh, sometimes <laughs> it's easy to work on. Um, but that's another thing too. It's a good time of year to take a look at your cutting mat, see if this needs to be replaced, and and uh, you know get yourself another one. But right, yeah, you know, that's that's an idea. But um, you know, keeping the mat clean too. I, I try and scrub down my cutting mat if I can, clean it up. Uh, that's another thing I like to clean up. Um, and then after you're done, you put it all back together to think the way you want. You got your uh, your all your surfaces done. Um, I have a big uh, we all know I like paint palettes, but I also have this big water paint cleaning, brush cleaning station that I bought at Michael's, I guess it was. And no, it was uh, AC Moore when they were still in business. And um, it, it has like these different bins for water that you can put, you know, clean your brushes in different ways. Um, and um, I have that sitting in one corner. I'll take that and I'll scrub that down real good too because uh, it just gets filthy inside because i just dump it and fill new fresh water and then you have that paint residue that's built up inside there and you know it's all on the bottom but it just looks like crap so i'll do that now the one of the other things to clean up that we think about is the shelves that we keep things on it's a good time to reorganize stack your you know find a new way we're not a new way but maybe restack your uh um kits and things that you store on the shelves take the shelves and wipe them down get the dust off of them um, and then, you know, don't forget to shop back your floor, man. I do that every, so I you know every week anyways, generally every week or two, I'm shop back in the floor if I can and uh, try and get, you know, the, the dust and dirt. If I do something that, like sawdust or static grass or something like that, um, on something that I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely breaking the vacuum cleaner out at the end of my evening. Right. Uh, but, um. You know, definitely always good to just tear it. Like, I had this rubber shop floor thing, I, the, those rubber shop tiles, uh, and I, I lift them all out and then uh, vacuum and scrub underneath and then put them back down. I'll do that a couple times a year. Um, but that's, you know, this is these are ideas that we have for just keeping things clean and tidy and, and making it a, an environment that you can be proud of. I, I, I like that. So yeah, that's yeah. the end of that. You want to... You want to be able to enjoy and 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 not feel cluttered where you're sitting. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's also I mean, a good time. But sometimes, sometimes it's uh, you know, it's it, you can't avoid having clutter. It just happens while you're working. Right, and I, and I get that, and, and you know, and after you do all that, and everybody's gonna understand that. They're probably already saying it when they listen to this. But you know, in, in a couple nights later, it's gonna look like a hell or scouter on top of your bench, anyways. Well, maybe so. But at least you got that initial down to the nitty gritty cleaned up, you know. Yeah. And and you now the other thing to do, uh, just uh, one thing to wrap it all up would be, you know, check those paints that you have. If you use acrylic craft paints, and I have hundreds of bottles of them, I'm sure many of you do too. Uh, go through them, unscrew the cap, each one, just kind of look in, see if it needs to have some water added to it. Add some water, shake the hell of it up, and you know, shake the hell out of it, and shake it up. Make sure it's a good mix. If you can't get a good mix out of it when you do that, you know, dump it in the trash. Get rid of it. Okay, it only costs you anywhere from seventy-five cents to a dollar and a quarter, and you probably had some of those older ones for years. Okay, you know, if they're not gonna do you any good, don't don't keep them. If it looks like it's not, if it's not gonna hold up, and you're not gonna be able to get good painting out of it. Don't frustrate yourself. Frustrate yourself later in the year, right? When you go to need that color, 
and you go, oh, Christ, I can't even use that anymore because look at it. It's a, it's a, it's a mess. Now I'm mad because I want to get this done. So now you've gone through them. You know they're ready to go. And the ones that you did ditch, if, you, if it's something you're actually going to use, write it down on a piece of paper or note paper or whatever and a shopping list and go to the store and grab a new one, you know? But there's a good time to do it. It's also a good time to refresh them. A lot of them can be saved that same way. You know, if it looks like it's a little extra thick, you know, put the water in, shake it up. Next thing you know, you got like a fresh bottle of paint. And uh, it's good to go through there and do those. Also, it's a good time, as we talked about this before, it's a good time to uh, clean up uh, your your paint brushes and make sure your your brushes are treated and cleaned up good and use that. Uh, if you have the, the brush cleaner, um, uh, preserver, that brush preserver. That you use. <laughs> How is that noise? That's me turning my, I was turning my <laughs> lazy Susan around squeaks. And uh, what's with you and my noises tonight? It just got um, a lot of noises going on. The B and J brush cleaner you can get at any uh, craft supply place or art supply place in the art fine art section. It's called B and J the Masters brush cleaner and preserver. We talked about it before. I think there's even a post online on our Facebook on our oh, sorry website page about cleaning your brushes. Um, the, that's a good product to use, and it costs you a couple bucks, but you have a forty percent or fifty percent off, and you can uh, you'll get that thing for like four bucks, and it'll last you for a couple years. Uh, it's great to clean your brushes with. Go through your brushes and uh, clean your brushes with that stuff, and reshape them and uh, preserve them a little bit. Yeah, that's it. I wrap that up. No, it's good. So uh, let's I- get on to Christmas, baby. Oh no! Wait, that's the national anthem. <laughs> uh, oh, Christmas tree! Here we go. Um, so let's do our Christmas topics. What were you gonna start, George? Do you want me to do the? Uh, well, I think we should go to the patrons. I'm going there now. Because I have some notes down here, and I don't want to spill be, them if they're already involved. I'm, and we're going to be re-answering doing them it. I'm doing it now. So my dad posted a funny like quote from uh, the the uh, Christmas vacation. Sorry, I blanked out there. Um, my dad posted a funny quote for Chris- Christmas vacation. Whenever um, Clark Griswold was, you know, trying to hype his family back up and like we're doing this damn Christmas kind of thing, you know. Uh, it's when he went ape shit in the living room. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh no, he was in the yard, wasn't he? Was no, it, he was talking to his was this, whole, whole family. They were getting ready to leave. Was this the yeah. one? Wait, was this before he got his bonus or after he got his bonus? No, after he, he got this when all, when everything started hitting the fan. Oh, okay, all right. He just lost it. Yeah. Somebody was getting ready to go to a, to a hotel. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. Yeah, I think it was his his, his wife and the oh yeah, his, his parents were like, "We're just gonna stay at a hotel tonight." Yeah, yeah. And what? Read that. I put it up there. All right, my dad wrote. I'll read it. My dad wrote. Uh, Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're gonna press on, and we're gonna have the hap hap happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny Effing Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Yeah. That was a good line. That was a good line. I like that one, and I like the I like the part where uh, he's like, "You know what I want for Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) I want my boss (laughs) (laughs) in front of my family in my living room with a big red bow." (laughs) And Eddie's in the background drinking that drink, and he's like. Hmm. Like shaking his head. Like I could, you could see his like his the wheel the mouse wheel on his head was turning. Yeah. And Eddie goes out and kidnaps his boss. <laughs> brings him to his house. Uh, I gotta say, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. There's that, and the now, po- the police are breaking into the neighbor's house, and they're like trying to be have like a romantic evening, and they got like yeah. they're like playing music in the bedroom, and then the yeah. police crash through the windows. <laughs> oh my god. That might be the best movie ever. There's like no bad part of that movie. Why is the carpet wet? <laughs> <laughs> Remember he cuts the tree, he cuts the string on the tree and it shoots all over to <laughs> blows the window. <laughs> and you know what? In that movie, you never see the, the, the people come by and reinstall windows in his house. <laughs> no. <laughs> Clara, what's that noise? <laughs> what noise? That noise! I hear that. That noise. You couldn't hear a night a freight train driving through a nitroglycerin plant. No, no, I hear it too. Uh, it oh my it god! You know, is there any movies? That, I mean, obviously we like to watch that. All right, so like, time of year, before do you we watch a certain type of movie. Before or? we do that, I think that All might right, be more of the topics. Movies. So All right, we'll, we'll move we'll on. All right, Dan Banks. What do you hope Santa leaves you for under the tree, but also a small item you are hoping to find in your stocking? Mm. Um, wow. I didn't really ask for anything. Uh, and I don't really... I, my dad and I were talking the other day about getting some stuff for ourselves. Yeah, we can't even I can't think of... We, I have so much to work on right now, yeah. which is a good thing. I honestly don't... Yeah. I Unless it's like a... I could use like some maybe some new paintbrushes. I could always use a couple. Of, my paintbrushes like I don't know like a yearly cycle. I try to get some new ones. Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah. Um, that's my stocking stuff. For really big stuff, I don't really need too much. Yeah, anything. I mean, really, as far as big things go, I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, I have. I, I you know it would be a kit. Obviously, I'd love to have a kit. The only problem with a kit is this. My wife doesn't know what the hell kit to buy me. She right. wouldn't know what to buy. If she well, and anymore, kit, it'd be the wrong goddamn kit. And, I wouldn't. And want. anymore, uh, yeah. we probably already have it. We might. <laughs> we might. And, and even you know, if she went out and she decided she's going to find a kit and buy it, I, I, you know, most likely it wouldn't be something I want to build. I, I just know it'd be <laughs> the wrong thing. You know? Yeah. So, you know, would it be something that she asked me and told me, well, what, what would you like to have? Well, yeah. Then, yeah, but what the hell fun is that? I want it to be a surprise. So it doesn't have to be that for me. Right. Um, or I just soon let her do what she does and buy me whatever, and that's fine. I mean, right. Uh, some tools, things like that, little small handheld tools that you can get from like Micromark. You can't go wrong with that. Tweezers, yeah. and small things like that. You can't ever go wrong with that stuff. Exacto knives and blades and things like that. Right. Those would be great stocking stuff for things you said about stocking stuffers. That would make me a happy paint. guy. I love that kind of paint. So. You get me any any crap paint. You get me three bottles of crap paint, and it's like getting a twenty five dollar gift certificate somewhere. You know, I love that. You know, that, that's the kind of cool thing. I wouldn't have to go out and get myself. So, you know, or if I would, you know. Right, I right, would. right. Right. Little disposables. Yeah. Those kind so, of things. 
Uh, next question is from Scott Horgan. Tell us your experiences modeling snow. Scott, I cannot tell you my experience modeling snow yet. But be- I don't know. Before January, no before December 31st of this year, I will have my experience modeling snow. I had to get a little bag of it to do my two inch by two inch diorama I'm going to have submitted before New Year's oh, Eve. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, now, will have a, I will have a model as well. We're not yeah. building them for the contest. We're just going to be yeah. building them along with the contest. And if we're any of our listeners, if any of our listeners are wondering what um, we're talking about, we are. This is for the patrons. We're doing a December only um, Christmas or holiday or winter scene build. It has to be a minimum of two inches by two inches square, up to whatever size you want, and uh, submitted by December thirty first. And they're going to win a gift card of our of our we, we announced it within the patron group but they're doing it for a gift card so uh you'll be seeing some photos probably somewhere along the lines by new year's eve of the patrons yeah. holiday building which is going to be cool i'm going to do a two inch by two inch one because i feel like that's going to be a challenge to do mm-hmm. a small scene so i'm excited for that my snow has not cool. i ordered my snow the other day it has not arrived yet so i'm just waiting on that awesome. but anyways yeah, so i mean I, I don't have an answer for that yet, but I will soon once I get my snow in the mail. I've never done snow. Um, I've always seen other modelers that have used snow in yeah. their products. I'll it's probably not what, much though, different than the ground foam. You want to see how it's done. You want to see uh, Kathy Millett. Um, she has a video Kathy on it. Millett. She's got videos on how to do it. Yep. She also has videos on ice scenes, um, how to do ice and snow and all things like that. That's it's, it's it's very good stuff. Yeah, she's very very skilled at it. Her her product turned out awesome. She's done snow with several different types of products, and um, yeah, Jeff definitely go check her thing out on YouTube. Right on her YouTube channel, Kathy Millet. And okay, um, yeah, well yeah. that that's on her YouTube channel. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you guys. I'm sure you guys are all familiar. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with her YouTube stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna go check right. it out because I need to do a little two inch section of snow. Um, all right, Dan Banks again. Which is more likely this year, presents or coal? Uh, coal. <laughs> I always get coal. Yeah. Well, nah. I'll get presents. Um, but but I will say, I might be better off with coal. <laughs> so, Dave K from Dave's workbench asked. Growing up, were Christmas and trains connected around the tree, etc.? For you, I know. Well, I'm and for sorry. Me, I did not give well, you that. Well, no, 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 no. There were years. I had yeah. the, so I had that, uh, the battery operated Bachman Big G Express or whatever the hell that was called. Right, right. Uh, and that ran for, I remember that when I was a kid a couple times. Right. And uh, I then had my own little HO scale lifelike train right. that was like a, the snap together track one. Yeah. Uh, I had yeah, that. We did, we did have that. And we'd play around with that around the tree in a little bit, but I didn't have like a layout around the tree. And I know yeah. you did. Well, when I grew up, I was going to tell this story. So that's perfect. This is going to be my Christmas story for, this is a good one. Well, I'll tell you, it no, a it's one. a good it's one. Funny. It's a good one. When you tell me what you did to the thing after. Oh yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> so when you uh, were older. Yeah. Well, we also did it when we were younger. So we'll get to that. But, um, <laughs> You know, what basically it came down to was my dad made a big thing out of it. Our family room was in the basement. 
of our house. The whole uh, it was a ranch house that I grew up in, and the basement of the house um, was completely redone. I mean, it was not did not look like a basement. It was right. like a, you know, it was living space. It was completely finished. I mean, finished basement. It was nice. It was a living space. We had a pool table down there with a bar and. And uh, we had a you know a whole uh, living room. That's where the family got together and watched television together. Everything, and um, it was it was great. I mean, the fireplace, the whole works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. there. Um, you went upstairs to sleep, take a shower, and eat in the kitchen. That was it. You know, I ate in the dining room and kitchen. Uh, everything else, we it was downstairs. Even the workbench area, all of our sporting goods is all. On the in the basement, my mom had a, her own room for sewing down there. Everything was sectioned off into different rooms and hallways. It was really really cool. Uh huh. Anyhow, bottom line is in the in that one big open room where we used to, before we had a pool table, uh, we got that when we were teenagers. Anyways, I'm I'm digressing. Very very. Had, you're uh, going. They, you I had was, like you know. They had so, a finished basement. Right in the one open room when we were kids, when we were little kids. It was just a big open area for playing. It carpeted the whole works, big open area, big closets where we could, you know, store all our games and toys and such. And, and that's where we also, my dad would set up a train platform on a four by eight sheet of plywood under saw horses underneath. And he put a red um, cloth um, skirt around the bottom of it. And he would have that stuck in there with thumbtacks. It always fell out, by the way. And he would end up <laughs> stepping. Would end up stepping on one at some point uh, in your sock stocking feet, but uh, um, anyhow, he would set up his whole thing. Now the top of the thing had, and uh, God bless him, he did the, he did this every year, and um, he would put the uh, um, the grass and this paper that had like sawdust grass on it. It was green paper, and he would staple gun that to the top of the thing. It looked like you know, looked like sawdust green grass. On mm-hmm. your on a piece of plywood, and um, anyhow, and then he put the track down. He he painstakingly made sure the track was perfect, and then he nailed it down. He left it on there. We'd stow this thing. He'd stow this thing away on the one area of the basement where we could store some stuff, um, and and it kind of hid it up along a wall. You couldn't really see it the rest of the year. Anyways, he'd dig this out, and he'd reset it all up, and he'd get out the trains, he'd set the trains up on the track, and yeah, he, he did a good job. He did his own plastic model buildings and things like that, and sat them around, and you know, he had he had the same buildings every year. He'd wrap them up, and he'd wrap them up in this, this, what the hell was that stuff? It was like, I don't know what it was, it was like, it was like packing paper, it was made of like soft cloth and it was weird it had uh, it was like insulation cloth yeah whatever and you yeah i know what, you, I know what you're talking about it's like uh it smelled funny it's, yeah it was just, it's weird yeah, stuff it, it wasn't like insulate it was insulation cloth of some kind but yeah it's probably made and out it, of asbestos it, and it had like <laughs> because it was with all the other christmas equipment christmas stuff it had like glitter in it and everything <laughs> it was but anyways, he'd, he'd roll and keep all his engines in there. We had like three or four engines that he'd run, and they were kept in good shape. He'd run them down to the local train shop uh, called the Station in New Cumberland, Pennsylvania, and he would have them uh, um, take a look every year and, and oil them and whatever. He'd do it like a couple you know, around Thanksgiving. He'd take it in and have 
have them work on that. And he'd set this model, uh, this train platform up. Usually, uh, well, when we were real little, he would set it up, all of it up on Christmas Eve after we went to bed. You know, so we never even saw it. It was up to when we were like, you know, six or maybe six or seven years old. Then he stopped doing that. And as we got older, he would just set up early, like December 15th, like 10 days before Christmas. And we'd set this whole thing up. And it was, God bless him, he did a good job. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. And, it was probably just as much for him as you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and on Christmas Day, we'd all gather at the top of the stairs. It was a big, the big thing. We'd get up, you know, super early in the morning, well, 5 or 4, 30 or whatever the hell it was. We'd bug him to get up early. We'd wake our parents up. We'd have to wait. As a rule, we had to wait. My brother and I had to wait at the top of the steps with mom. And dad would go downstairs and walk around and make sure everything was okay. And it's, you know, that Santa was there because Santa came to visit. And... You know, he would, um, uh, you know, open the, um, you know, t- he would get downstairs and turn the lights on and all that jazz. And, and we go running down the steps when he said, okay, it's all clear. And we go running down the steps to, you know, see the gifts and the stuff. It was all we cared about right. was the gifts. I didn't give a damn about that train at that point, right? Because we wanted to see what Santa brought. Uh, but no, sure enough, that train over there, it wasn't, the tree wasn't on the tra- train platform. The tree was next to the train platform. Right. Okay. So the train would be running around and running around, and he'd have it going at a regular pace. He had a rule that only could go so fast, you know, and uh, so it didn't rack and didn't went broken. And, and uh, but anyways, we didn't even look at that thing. We'd be down there opening our gifts and and uh, doing the whole Christmas thing, and the whole time this train's running and running, and we hours a couple hours later, and the train's still running. Well. So a lot of times the train was no longer running and we didn't even know it wasn't running. It's like the damn thing derailed and it's laying on its side, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Um, you know, so it was just fun. It was just a, something, it was a Christmas memory for me uh, that was kind of cool. And then it would stay up. It would stay up until like, you know, New Year's Day. And then Dad would tear it all down and put it away. Well, Mom and Dad both worked. And sometimes my brother and I would get home. We were home, well, during Christmas break, we were home, and all the other kids could go, you know, would come over and play in our house. Yeah. You know, mom was, mom, dad worked, but mom was always, you know, doing other stuff around the house. And she was, we'd go downstairs and we'd play with the train platform. Well, you know, of course, we would run the train at full blast. Yeah, full throttle. Full throttle around the turns. Every now and then, oh, <coughs> one of the engines would come off the track and fly across the room and hit the closet door. Um, sometimes they broke. Dad would come home furious, find out one of his engines was busted. And we'd get in trouble. <laughs> okay, other times we would take the engines and, and with a full train. We had the little plastic. People they were like life lifelike people. He never painted them, so everybody in the town was pink, and um, it would. <laughs> and we and they had the plastic bottom on their feet, you know. And we'd lay them across the tracks and run them over with the trains. We put a pickup truck, a plastic lifelike pickup truck or whatever it was, in the middle of the track and uh, hit the truck with it, or put one of our matchbox cars on it, and inevitably. Uh, Things got broken and destroyed and such. Right. Uh, as we got older, 
Um, we didn't really so much do this at Christmas time. That, <laughs> this that, is the best part. Actually, for a plastic for a plastic model buildings, he did a really good job of putting them together. The train stations, stuff. Some right. of them looked really pretty cool. Um, and he did a good job with them. They were all HO scale. We had these army men that we used to have when we were little. They were little small scale, probably HO scale. They were real tiny. You could get hundreds to a box. And we went to a hobby shop and we would buy these different sets of different armies and stuff. I believe they still make them. We didn't paint them or anything, but we had all the army vehicles, little small HO scale vehicles. I wish I had all that stuff now. We had like buckets of it. And we would take them outside and we'd play, you know, war with, the, with these soldiers and such. Yeah. We'd take the buildings, we'd, we'd go and break into the Christmas boxes and break out all the plastic buildings and we'd take them outside and we'd start, we'd use them as the buildings, you know, where the, you know, the German tanks and stuff were going through Germany. You know, they had buildings and such. And dad had a, Dad had a stash of fireworks and firecrackers and mateys and, you know, black cats and bottle rockets and stuff. And um, he stored them under his, his workbench in the in the work in his workbench area and in, in like this little cabinet thinking we wouldn't be, ever find them while we were kids. So we're going to find fireworks. Right. <laughs> so we uh, we take them out in the yard and we. Uh, strap like an M80 inside the train station and uh, light it and run and blow chunks of the train station out, which is cool because it made it look uh-huh. like a blown up, burnout building. Okay, and then we take our our BB guns. I had a Crossman air gun, and my brother had a Daisy, and we would uh, load them up with um, with uh, BBs and shoot the buildings with our guns because when you shot them with the BBs, it take chunks off. Like broken bricks around them, uh, you know. It, 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 it they made them look cool, and then we, well, my dad, you know, obviously <laughs> found what we did. I don't know what possessed us. What, what as kids goes through your head that you're not going to get caught breaking up your dad's work or a right. prized possession from Christmas that he, you know, he puts a lot of time and effort into and making this, you know, trying to make it right for us. And we're out there as, you know, I'd say at that point we were 10 to 12 years old. Yeah, and we're but out you weren't thinking that far ahead. No. Yeah, so, you're, 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 no. you're looking for the immediate satisfaction of explosions exactly and carnage. Right. So we had to hide it. So you needed to have a war between your army men. Right. And so it needed time, to happen now. Right. <laughs> exactly. That happened then. We had to happen. It had to happen before Dad got to work. Yeah. So we would take, we would take these and we'd stick them. We'd stick these back into the boxes where we the Christmas stuff in the basement. Oh, my God. And before he got to work, and we'd break them out the next day again, you know? And uh, and then eventually, you know, it, we'd grow tired of that. We'd go play baseball at the park or something like that. you forget about it. And, and we forgot about it until, you know, for the rest of summer and in the spring, I mean, in the fall and Christmas time roll around again. And Dad goes into this box <laughs> and they out. And now, guess what? Oh, we caught the wrath of God for that one. Um, it was the wrath of God. It was awful, and uh, we were deep, deep doo doo. I think we blew up one of the engines as well. And uh, <laughs> well, you got to disable their transport. That's right. Uh, we didn't want the Germans to get there. Uh, <laughs> we didn't want the World War Two German soldiers to get the uh, to get the train. And um, yeah, you got to blow the infrastructure up. 
Right, exactly. We had to make sure transportation was not delivering take out, the ammunition. Take out and, the rail uh, lines. Right, take out the rail lines. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we did that. We even twisted some tracks up and stuff. But um, it, so you know, we were very creative. So, um, so that was my Christmas. Story. Very destructive. We got a lot of trouble with that. And, uh, <laughs> years later, down the road, I, you know, my dad, um, him, we still, we've joked around about that since. So he jokes now. Yeah, we joke now, of course. You know, we you know. joked about it as adults. <laughs> I even joked about it later when I was a late teen, a later teen. Yeah, right. You know? But um, yeah, it's just one of those things. So Anyways. it was a funny, it was a funny time. So that's my dad's tradition with the trains around the tree um, stuff. It was, you too funny. look back on it now and you go, "What the hell were you thinking, kid?" Yeah, but everyone's got a kid story like that. Oh, where you're like, and the one the train heck? that we blew up was a. Uh, oh no, that wasn't. That wasn't that. We the, did, the bicentennial we one? No, because we were older then. Oh. No, we had a bicentennial train. We kept we took good care of that. And Dad bought the bicentennial set, 1776, 1976 set. And uh, and then Mom had it, and I guess well, after I moved out. And she sold it to the yard sale. Grown up and you know, married and everything. She took it to the yard sale and sold all that stuff for like, she said she sold for like 10 bucks all of it, all the train stuff. <laughs> But, uh, uh, anyways, all right. Next question from Dan Pugetch: What's the worst gift you ever received? Ooh, <laughs> go ahead. You go ahead. I've been doing so. Long. You might need to help me with this one, but I remember receiving it, and it sucked. It's probably from me. What? It's probably from me. No, I won't say who it came from because I don't want to speak badly upon any family members present <laughs> or past. Okay, but I it? don't think this person will hear it anymore. Okay. Um, I remember receiving a baby doll one year for Christmas. Oh, your Aunt Henny. Okay, well then I don't care about that. Aunt Henny bought me a baby doll and it ruined me <laughs> for years. I did not understand why I had a baby doll. Well, we didn't keep it. No, but I remember opening it. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, what well, the hell is this? Why do I have a baby doll? I'm like... Like a six-year-old boy, I don't want a baby doll. Oh, she's an evil, twisted bitch. So, I mean. <laughs> this is, guys, hang on. This is the same great aunt that bought me a Swiss Army knife when I was six or five, yeah. five, five. <laughs> With a big giant blade on it, and yeah, we didn't let you keep that. Obviously. <laughs> so, uh, so, and then the next year she bought me a, a baby doll. That was the yeah. worst gift I've ever received at Christmas. She's an idiot. Anyhow, <laughs> she thought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were the devil. So she made you guys she came hide over my... to your house. So, so when she came over to visit us, I take all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that you had, the figures, uh, action figures, and I, you had to I hide set them up over the... I know, I set them oh, up Oh, yeah, you refused to hide them. No, I refused to hide them. I sat them up. Your grandmother would call and say, you make sure that you hide all those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because she thinks they're the devil. Uh, she thinks they're possessed by the devil. You know who so I, you know okay, it sounds well, you know like? What? So I took them and I sat them on the shelf in plain view of everybody. I put them everywhere, on it, the shelves in the kitchen, everywhere. It sounds like the uh, the, the, mom from, the mom from Waterboy. Yeah. Those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are the devil, I'll tell you, Bobby. They're the devil. You stay away from those things. Yeah, man. <laughs> She was, a, she was a nut job. And, I don't care if any other family members like their listening. They, they know how ass. we feel. Yeah. Anyways, we're moving on from that. What's the worst gift you've ever received? Whew. Um, <laughs> man. Oh, man, the worst gift I ever received. 
I know what my second worst gift is after you before you answer this one, so you can think. Um, it was a gift from Mother Nature. Uh, it was snow on Christmas Day ah. when I was a kid. Um, because I hate snow, and oh, and nobody it, could come out. We postponed Christmas because of it, and I didn't get to open my damn gifts. And I was only like twelve or ten, so I just yeah, wanted the gifts. Yeah, I was all pissed off because no one came over. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as worst gift ever, man, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you a worst gift I got just recently for my birthday. To, oh please do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's came from my wife, and so she's. You know, she, but uh, whatever. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> it, a, I'm a big Oklahoma Sooner fan. Okay, so she ordered me it's Oklahoma Sooner. Um, the chair cover. For the my, chair cover. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and God bless. She didn't know. You know, and, and it's a it's a recliner cover to protect your <laughs> recliner yeah and because i have a leather recliner and so, so she put it on there and it doesn't stay in one place i have to constantly get i can't get comfortable <laughs> with it because it doesn't look right and as soon as you get up from it it's all wrinkled looking it's all down into the cushions and stuff and, and it just looks like it looks like hell and uh wow. i haven't had to yeah but and she knows it she knows at this point, but yeah. what, what do you do? You know, I've sat on it already. It's not like you. Can well, you got to take that thing off next weekend because you didn't sit on it the whole entire season. So. Oh, I know, I know. So it'll be bad luck. But that was a that was probably not a good present. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, as far as the worst, I don't know if I have had any worse presents. I mean, generally, I've you know maybe I think I had some tidy whitey boxers, uh, tidy whitey shorts that I don't wear. And uh, somebody bought them for me one time. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm usually happy when I get. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't get a six-year-old boy a baby doll. Yeah. But uh, all right. <laughs> Next up. This is from Ron Piskel. Best gift you've ever received and what you always wanted as a kid and never got. All right. Oh, man. Best gift. Yeah. As a kid or as an adult? As a kid, I guess. As a kid. So the one I never received that I always wanted, um, and I don't even know if I could ask you guys for this. I might have or not, but a Power Wheels. I wanted a Power Wheels. Oh. They were cool, but. I'm so sorry, man. They weren't practical. I Power Wheels. But I wanted that's why got. I bought my kids one. What was the best gift you ever got? The best gift I ever got. That's what he asked you. Well, he did. That was two-part story. One you never got, and one was the best. Oh, okay. The best gift I ever got for Christmas. I don't know, man. That's tough. Um, you know, that's tough. Because I think I got better gifts now as an adult. Because they're, like, more meaningful. You know what I mean? It's tough to look back at what those gifts were when you were a kid. Yeah, I mean, they were because they were material. You know, yeah. the best gift I ever got. I just wanted to hear what the best gift was that I bought you. So well, I, I don't think it was bought. I think it was made. <laughs> oh, okay. The best gift I ever got for Christmas is a probably. Uh, it's probably that quilt that mom made me. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? The Capitals oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Oklahoma yeah. Sooners quilt. Yeah. I use that thing every 
damn day. I yeah. I'm like it's like my security blanket now. Like yep. I had a security blanket. I had a bubby when I was a kid. There you go, guys. <laughs> there you go, patrons. Uh, you can make fun of me. I had a bubby when I was a kid, and yes, you, uh, did. you know now. Like- it was like Linus. Now I got a bubby again. It's my Oklahoma Sooners and Capitals quilt. Um, but yeah, that's it. I mean, it wasn't really modeling related, but that was my best gift ever. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of them, but that one like, sticks with me. That was probably the coolest one I've received in, in a while. The best gift I never got. Okay. I, <laughs> all my friends in the neighborhood when I was a kid growing up were in the BMX biking. And uh, the best gift that... Uh, I asked for because a bunch of the kids, uh, a lot of the kids that had their parents were little, little really well to do. Uh, I can't really complain. My mom and dad uh, didn't really shy, short me of anything, but they did short me of this. <laughs> uh oh. I wanted uh, a BMX bike. I, we all had BMX bikes, okay? But I wanted a mongoose BMX bike. It had all that had what we call tough wheels the on it. They had the, yeah, it had all that jazz on it. It was made by Mongoose. It was loaded. Okay, all the kids were getting them. A couple of them, you know, bought the frame only, and they would build with their own things by going to the bike shop and buying the things that they wanted for it. And, and uh, I asked for one. Well, I didn't. I never got it. Okay, <laughs> so I had to make do with my old. I got a twenty-inch bike frame um, from some bike somewhere. I painted the damn thing black with like black black flat primer paint and my brother did the same we we went to the we did go and put other good bike parts on it that we went and bought with our own allowance and stuff like that and we we made our bikes you know they had great forks we bought forks and handlebars and better seats and seat stem seat seat stems and pedals and things like that to make it you know and good wheels um, eventually we got better wheels and put on there and, uh, alloy wheels and that type of thing to make a lighter weight. But our frame just looked ugly as butt. It was this black, ugly, flat primer, old ass frame. And, uh, eventually I saved enough money and bought my own mongoose frame and, uh, I did it myself, you know, but for the longest time I rode with that one and I rode with those kids and I could beat them with their fancy bikes well, my black piece of crap frame bike, and uh, so could my brother, and uh, we were we were good without the fact that it's like if you're a hockey player and you had uh, we played that too, but you know you had to have the you, just because you had the best equipment and the best stick didn't make you the best player. Um, same thing with a bike. So, um, but that's one that I never got, and I had to end up buying ultimately myself. But I didn't get it at Christmas. I was disappointed with that. Yeah. But uh, the best gift I ever got as a kid, I will honestly say, this is way back, is we had we were the first kids in the neighborhood to have Pong <coughs> on Christmas Day. My dad bought Pong. We lived in a big development, and nobody else had Pong. The rest of Christmas vacation week, that's when kids are off. Everyone was at your house playing for Pong. For like three weeks or whatever it was during Christmas vacation. Every day... My house was filled with kids, and we were all playing Pong, and we were nice. the coolest kids in the neighborhood because we had Pong. You but know? you didn't have pong cool bikes, console. though. On your TV set. It was played on a TV set with a – well, you are today, but yeah, just a black – we just had black and white TVs, and we played Pong. Some of you guys yeah, remember most of that. Yeah, li- most of our listeners probably remember Pong. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. 
So that's what we had. Nice. All right, next one is just a story from Martin, our newest patron. Um, He was saying that him and his brother were working. This is just a story he shared. Him and my brother, him and his brother were working on a layout in their garage while our stepbrothers were shooting off fireworks. The cops showed up and came into the garage after confiscating the fireworks and asked us what the bags of white powder were. We just told them it's snow. And the co- the cops office oh you should have seen this officer's face when he tasted it so I guess they were like what the hell is that white stuff in there and they oh were like oh no guys it's just snow but that's oh pretty word. funny that's like a Christmas oh, vacation funny. type story or a yeah. national lampoons type of thing <laughs> all right from Matthew Hankins favorite and least favorite Christmas Carol or song my mm. favorite Christmas song is. Oh, I like Run Run Rudolph. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like that one, too. That's like, it's a upbeat, like, fun song. That's oh, a yeah, good yeah. one. My that le- is a good song. My least favorite is that, oh, my God, I hate this damn song. Like, just thinking about it, it's stuck in my head already. It's that stupid Dominant the, don- the Christmas Donkey song. Have you heard it? No. Oh, my God. Well, no, I have not heard that at all. Is that new? Yeah. No. The Italian Christmas donkey? No, I don't oh think I've ever heard it. Hang on. You can probably hear it here in a second. I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to play it for you. As you tell me yours. Well, my favorite Christmas song is Jingle Bells. I know that sounds silly. But it's got to be sung by Frank Sinatra. It's the best because he goes jingle bells, jing jingle bells, and how he says it sounds really cool. I love that song. I love how he did jingle bells. My least favorite song is Grandma Got Run Over by a Rainbow. Oh, that's I, that's another one. You know what? I'm I like- hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song because my grandmother passed away on Christmas evening. Uh, when I was about fifteen, so ever since then I've hated that song. Not from a reindeer. Correct. Okay, I'm just clarifying because people might associate that with the song, but no, that's an awful, like, yeah, what a terrible Christmas song. I, not only is that song just awful in general, but that makes yeah, it worse. Every time I heard that song, every time I heard that song as an adult, it wasn't out. When yeah, that yeah. one sucks. And I you know, you know, another one is awful is Feliz Navidad. I yeah, I oh, I hate that. And that I'm not really. like, I just don't like that damn song. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of that either. Anyways. I like any Christmas song by Sinatra. I love Jingle Bells. Yeah. You know, Harry Connick Jr. does great Christmas stuff, too. Yeah, he I does. Like he sings. It sounds very much like like uh, Sinatra. So does... Um, uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, just a freak for the classic old stuff. You know, Bing Crosby and... And, uh, you, know, you know me. I'm a metalhead. Love every kind of music there is. And... Uh, yeah. I, I'm very varied ver- taste, but I love that Rat Pack stuff and the, you know, I, I don't know the old school Burl Ives stuff. You know, this is good, but right, anyhow, it's the classics. Uh, so the next one is from Jason Sider. Favorite Christmas? Tradition- I think I'm a traditionalist. Jason asks from Jason Sider, favorite Christmas cookies. Ooh. Oh, famous favorite cook Christmas cookies. Uh, he went on to t- tell us about um, 
if we just had a debate in his house, if fruit belongs in cookies, I agree with Jason. No, fruit does not belong in cookies. Oh, uh, God, ever. no, don't put fruit in my cookies. <laughs> don't fruit, put fruit and in my cookies. Grandma, I love Grandma's cookies, but there's yeah. there's one cookie I Oh, I, I hate this cookie. It's What's the one? she puts like jello, like jelly in them. It's like some kind of congealed like oh, I red. Love that. Oh, I, that I do like. Oh, it's like that and cream and that and and uh, fruit filled donuts like strawberry or uh, cherry filled yeah. donuts. Oh yeah. God, I hate those. I, I like fruit filled donuts, jelly donuts. But fruit does not belong on donuts. Um, I do like those. You pe- don't like jelly donuts? No, I hate jelly donuts. Oh wow! You know what donut I like the best? I like this is the most boring thing in the world. I like a frosted donut. Yeah, me too. That's it. I don't want anything else on it. Don't give me no damn bear claw French curl or Boston cream. Boston cream donuts suck, by the way. Yeah, cream filled donuts, custard custard filled donuts are the worst donuts ever made. <laughs> I like custard. I hate it's just pudding. By the yeah. way, don't call it custard. It's pudding. Yeah. It's vanilla like, pudding in a donut. Yeah, I don't like the other ones. I don't like the white. I like I like that better than the custard filled. But oh, too sweet. nothing they're is too worse. Damn sweet. I don't even like pudding. First of yeah. all, and nothing's worse than pudding in a donut. <laughs> like it just sucks. <laughs> I hate it. I hate custard well, back donuts. To, back to Christmas cookies. Okay, fruit. I do like French cooler donuts. Oh, I do like donuts. Anyhow, whatever. All right. Back on the thing here. Um, yes. the hell am I? There we go. My headset was twisted. Uh, so, my favorite Christmas so, cookie. Christmas cookies. My favorite Christmas, favorite Christmas cookie is a. Um, is oh uh, damn it! My wife just made a whole bunch of snickerdoodles. Uh, I, love, I them. love snickerdoodles. Chocolate chip, just plain chocolate chip. That's what Jason says. Don't, want, don't put no damn nuts in them. I don't want any nuts in my. Jason said what? That he likes the chocolate, chocolate chip ones chips. the best. Chocolate chips. Don't put no. Look, I like I like nuts. I like walnuts and stuff like that. Don't put them in my cookies. You know, I just want chocolate chips in my cookies. Thank you. You know, I'm happy with that. Your mom makes several different types of cookies, and uh, she doesn't go eat eat shit and make like a hundred different kinds like your grandmother does. Although I love every one of those ones your grandmother makes. Because I grew up eating all those. Yeah. Uh, I love her sand tarts. The sand tarts are good. You but, know, the um, one there's these ones that are like moons. Yeah. They're like half moons that are like yeah. they're like wet. They're always wet. I don't know what they yeah, are. Yeah, but, yeah, they got pecans in them. but why are they wet? Always. They got pecans and they got like a white powder sugar. Yeah, on them. but they're wet. Yeah. They're like oh, they're wet for a yeah, month. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like she dip them in the sink when she's done with them. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the, they taste good. Let's, let's ask her. Let's but ask like, her. <laughs> when she we'll dunking them in the dunking them in the dishwasher when I she's making let's them. Let's ask her what the hell. Let's, let's ask her what the hell is she puts on this. All right. So they're just wet. Fun. Like you could you could open that bag up yeah. in February and they're still like wet cookies. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. But anyhow. Um. So I love chocolate chip. What do you what don't you like? Oh, you already said. Anything with fruits. Oh, no. Well, he already... No, he just picking, said fruit doesn't like belong on cookies. Stuff. I don't like a lot of fruit. Um, Dazzy J is asking, what is the worst knitted Christmas jumper you've ever seen? I don't know if I've ever seen a Christmas jumper, but I've seen Christmas sweaters. What's uh, a Christmas jumper? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's an Aussie thing. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. I bet that's what it is. What's a Christmas jumper? Maybe I'm, it's like maybe it's like pajamas. Maybe it's like a full pajamas with a zip up and the little feet see things in them. But they're upside down. 
Uh, the jumpers. No, they're upside down because they're upside. Okay, okay. so ah, I got you. a Christmas jumper. I had to Google. It looks like it's just a sweater. So oh, okay, it's just okay. another. Sweater. It's a, another sweater. Yo, uh, we we what? Do we don't have them. So I don't have them. You do. Yo, I just found the best Christmas sweater oh, in the yeah. world. What'd you just? Oh shoot. Well, I had a piece of chewing gum sitting up here on top of my um, now it's hard workbench. Well, no, I I went to pick it up and it rolled off the edge. And now it's somewhere or <laughs> under my workbench. Yo, look at this Christmas sweater I just sent you. Anyways, I just googled it. It's great. Now the listeners aren't going to be able to see that. Oh my god, this one's even better. It's okay. I can share it on the. I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want this one. Oh my god! <laughs> my word! Oh my goodness! What the heck is that? Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, it's like a printed Somebody. sweater of like some bare-chested guy, but they printed it on the shirt, and he's got nipple rings with ornaments hanging from it. Yeah, oh. Anyways, so the yeah. worst Christmas sweater I've ever seen is the one that I have. I actually want to cruise with it. Um You've seen it. It's like an extra small. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. It barely fits me. And it's got sequins. Yeah, when you wear that thing, because you're so skinny, because you're running and you have red hair, and and you you wear that thing, you look like an elf on the shelf. Well, it's so tight on me. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's got a bear on the sweater with like the hot glued on googly eyes and the craft googly eyes and it's got bells on the sleeves and bows and sequins all over it it's disgusting yeah. it's like hey, you know, and it wasn't made that way it wasn't made to be ugly it's just ugly yeah so that's the worst one I've ever seen speaking of elf on the shelf yeah I I hate I, mine I you, well no you know what I was at this I, one time I was thinking this this year or maybe this year We'll do the Elf on the Shelf. I see on Facebook that people do their Elf on the Shelf and yeah, everything but else. It's meant for so, kids. Yeah, so what? You know what? We'll you could just do, do like the twisted Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, right. And do some funny pictures in the mornings and stuff. We should have done it off at the workbench. That would have been funny. That, uh, maybe next year. Next, maybe year. next year we'll year. do that. So maybe we'll do a, a HSK Customs Elf on the Shelf on the workbench in the layout. We so, should get mom to make him a little miniature sweater that's orange with our yeah. logo on it. That'd be cool. We're doing do it. We're doing it. Yeah, she makes Barbie doll clothes, so we could do yeah, that. Yeah, she could do that. Anyhow, so I'm at the store, right? Thinking, ah, you know what? There's an elf on the shelf. And I went to pick it up. $35 yep. for that piece of shit. Well, I'm sorry. $35 well, for a doll. You got had if you paid that much for it. So No, I didn't pay. I didn't buy it. I, I left it there. I went <clears> the hell. Ours was like 25 or 23 Yeah. But it comes well, that, with... It's com- still too much. Yeah, but it comes with a book. A book of what? It's a storybook. Oh. So the whole idea behind the Elf on the Shelf, Dad, is you bring it home. It shows up. It appears one day at your house. And mm-hmm. your kids see the elf. And then that's their elf now, right? Santa sent that elf to your house to monitor the kids to report back yeah. to Santa to make sure they're behaving. Okay. Which is a really twisted concept when you're an adult, like you're like yeah. you're messing with your kids with this little stuffed elf. But anyways, whatever. And um, <laughs> so the kids get. Then you read the book about the elf. The elf comes with the book. Well, the All book right. comes with the elf. And then in through that process, you name the elf. Now your elf has a name. Ours is um, Snowflake. Our kids name the elf Snowflake. Um, yeah. And 
then the elf appears in a new spot every day. And the girls can't touch, you can't touch the elf. Kids can't touch the elf. He loses his power and he'll never come back if you touch the elf. Um, <laughs> and that's really it. And then on Christmas Eve, he disappears. Oh, the kids can't touch him. No, and he'll lose his, if they touch him, he loses his power and he'll never report back. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the most. Dis- it's twi- when you're an adult and you're telling your kid this. It's like the most twisted. Yeah. It's a scam to your, your kids. Yeah, totally I'm, so, scam. I'm, 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 I'm gonna get a buy I didn't even want. Mess, I didn't even mess with mess with it. I didn't even want the thing. Yeah. I, I I I hated it. Yeah. But all of my daughter's friends, they're older, like my older daughter. They're like, oh, why don't you? Why don't we have an elf. Why don't you have an elf? Santa's not coming to your house because you don't have an elf. And then she's like, why don't we then Why don't we have an elf? And I'm like, God, this is a worse. It's a great marketing. That is going to be more that when you're growing it's up. A great, I know, but it's, up. A, it's a great marketing tactic because it's peer pressure. Mm. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah it won't be, the, won't be the last time. But we will buy an elf next year. So let's move on. We're going to buy an elf next year, guys. And we're going to do 30 days of HO Scale Customs Elf on the Shelf. Damn right. I'm all for that. It's right. gonna be cool. We're gonna come up with all kinds of creative sick twisted stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. So yeah. Alright. Uh next one. My mom, this is from Martin again. My mom thought about getting into model reverting. She thought it would keep me out of trouble. It kept me out of jail. Well, that's good. Yeah, Mark, that's great. I think a lot of that's our hobbies. I think all of our hobbies do that in a way. Like yeah. you know, they hobbies. Our hobbies yeah. are like as an adult, it keeps you out of the bar. Yeah, you're like oh yeah, shit, or gambling, or <laughs> I don't have any money to gamble, guys, because I just blew all my money on models. Yeah, that's right, man. Um, oh, I've heard similar type things. That's a wonderful thing that that's the case, and that um, you know, it kept it keeps us all out of trouble, even as adults. Even if we aren't in trouble as adults, I mean, it keeps us uh, keeps us grounded and lets us uh, you know, de stress. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, I I like it. I think all of our, our hobbies do that for us. So sure. I would snap sure. if I didn't have hobbies. Right. I would just you would just see me on the news running naked down the highway, probably. Like, yeah. Who wants to think about work all day when you get <laughs> home? Uh, you know. Right. Right. Um, I don't really like watching television, so this is great. Yeah, it's it's. I don't like watching TV. That's the sports. That's the sports, and there's nothing yeah. on tonight. So yeah, movies. I'm I'm getting to the point now with movies. I can only I can only watch like a half an hour of it. I might want I want to get up and go to work. Yeah, I want to go work on modeling. You know, I'm like I can't concentrate on movies anymore. So yeah, I think it's all kept so, us out of some, some sort of trouble. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so anyhow, all right, Jake on. Johnson. How many of us got a train set for Christmas? Um, I didn't. Did, did you get one for Christmas, or was that you just part of? Did you were just a little? Oh, okay. train set for Christmas. I did, guys. Was, by the way, it was that. It was one of those like long hauler Tycoon sets or something like that. Yeah. yeah. The next one from we never set up as a Christmas thing around a tree. We just set up, and you and I would get it out and we play on the floor with it and set it up and run it. Yeah. You know? and, the next one from Jake is: Have you figured out how to create a model railroad Christmas Christmas wish list that your you and your friends? That you can give to your and your friends to select from. Uh, I have tried it, and I get two responses. One, they don't understand what the, what the hell this stuff is. Yeah. Or they're like, "Why do you need that?" Uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. Number two is they're like, "Oh man, we were going to get you some stuff from that list, but those kits are expensive. Like, 
Yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's it's all that money yeah. for a little bit of wood. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you just bought $150 worth of whatever gear or whatever you're into. You just spent $150 yeah. on my friends and relatives. They don't they don't understand. No, but it's like that with anything. Like, you know, if someone's into um cycling or if someone's into yeah, yeah. if someone's into hiking or running. someone's into hunting running running you know they might not understand why i would gladly pay you know 150 dollars for a rain a rainproof running jacket <laughs> but to yeah. me to me it's important right and to them if you've got family members that are like into hunting or fishing or you know they might think you're crazy because you asked for a hundred dollar kit but then you might think they're crazy because you, you they ask for a hundred dollar uh, fly reel or more Dude, or I've, more I've money asked, than that. I've asked for model railroad stuff for Christmas. I just stopped. I don't even get it. I don't get it. And she goes, "What do you want?" Or, or you know, you know, your mom will say, "What do you want?" And I tell her, and you know, say, oh, yeah, "I want this. I like this, and that'd be nice, and you know, this, this or that." And I'm even writing a list out. I don't get any. Of it. I don't get any of it. You know, right? It's all, and you, you're thinking, oh, it's great. I'm gonna put that up. It's gonna be there. She's always she's good about getting gifts. I don't get wrong. She gets gets great gifts. Okay, but um, it's never the stuff I ask for. It's not, it's not that stuff, right? You know? So, well, why do you? Well, I, I, I almost uh, there's a couple times I hear in the last couple of minutes I've almost thrown a couple of bombs in there, but she um, she's asked. You know, it's almost like, well, why why the hell did you ask me? Why in the beginning with? Why did you even ask me for a list? Right. You're not going to get these things on the list. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Or, or I, oh, I tried to get a hold of it, but I couldn't find it. Or it was too much at this place or that place. And I tried to get it another place, and it was too late, and they were out of it, and they were out. Bullshit. You know? Look, look for it. <laughs> it's, it's online. If you want it, you can get it. Don't give me that crap. Right. You know, I'm not stupid. I, you know. So at this point, I'm to this point with monorail and stuff. When it comes to holidays or birthdays right. and things like that. Good gift card. No, I'll just, yeah, give me a gift card somewhere. Or, you know what? Just let me buy my own shit. Yeah. I'll just buy my own stuff. I'll buy it somewhere, and and, and I'll use that. That's, that's what I'll have. And and then I'll get what I want when I want it. Yeah, when yeah. Because you know, otherwise, you're going to get me the wrong thing. Or you're going to get me thing. You're going to go, oh, you know what? I don't want to get a Mac. That costs much more than I thought it was going to cost. So, you know what? I'm going to get a Miss instead because it looks kind of Oh, like my gosh. And then you get the wrong thing. You get some stupid thing. You <sighs> got to break it down and just use it. It just part. hit me. What? The best Christmas gifts ever. What? Were the Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em Hockey videos. Oh, they were the best. I don't I care. I still got them on VHS. And I, I, don't, I don't even have a VHS so, player anymore. I don't I even. I saw the box. I'm afraid to get rid of them. I know Don Cherry was recently under fire for whatever happened. Yeah, whatever. He said some comment. Yeah. Probably Who shouldn't. Have, pro- he probably shouldn't have said it. It was also probably time for him to retire. Yeah, he's a jackass as he got older, but you know what? He was a jackass then too. But yeah, but but, uh, but okay, but but get this. So if you awesome. played hockey, yeah, and you were into hockey, like as an athlete, mm-hmm. there was no better video every year that came out than Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em Hockey. And then yeah. later it was less Rock'em Sock'em, and I think it was actually just Don Cherry fifteen, Don Cherry sixteen. Yeah, but those man, he would have the best. So Don, I have them like up to what thirty-two those, or something. What those? Vi- what those? No, there's only thirty. They just came out with the thirtieth one. Whatever it is, they, I had them all. This year, no. Well, this year's the last year. It's thirty. Why well, don't have that? Um. Anyways, <coughs> he would come out with a compilation of the 
best hockey highlights of the year, like shootout goals, breakaways, uh, just crazy sick goalie saves, fights, hits, yeah. funny moments, bloopers, all of it, playoff highlights. It was amazing. Best videos ever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, I just, just hit me. It just dawned on me. That was my favorite. They were pretty good. Um, all right. And we, you know, when you were a kid, we'd, we'd get you one of them for Christmas. And we'd sit there and we'd on Christmas Day and we'd just watch that. We'd watch that three or four times on Christmas Day. It was amazing. Yeah, because your it. Uncle Mark would come over and he's you know he was a goalie. And he would come over and watch it with us. And he'd have to sit and watch it. And your grandfather come over and he'd have to sit and watch it. We'd all watch it. And you rewind. You, it took twice, It took three times longer to watch it than it was long because yeah. you, you rewind it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, look at that play. Look at that hit. we got to watch that hit again. Yeah, you, you know? have to back it up. Yeah. Uh, and, man, those were awesome. I loved getting those. Well, you got them, but yeah. they, we got them. Later, and, later, I think we both enjoyed them a lot. So. Yeah, sure. Um. All right, last question, because Dan put one up. It's a repeat of another one for favorite songs. Uh, best type of train to put around the tree. I think one that is, chi- if you have kids, one that's r- durable enough for kid- for children. Um, I have that big G scale, uh, big G Express or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and they can beat the tar out of it. Uh, yeah. There's some yeah. parts missing from it, but it still runs. So mm-hmm. that kind of in my in my household that's gotta that, be sturdy. It's yeah. definitely gotta be sturdy. Yeah. If it's gotta be if dog or a, cat proof. Yeah. If you're gonna run an HSQ custom Asia, an HSQ train around your tree, do not buy a Marklin or <laughs> Well, unless you don't have oh, unless you don't have young kids or a, yeah, or an yeah, animal yeah. in the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> don't let don't get your don't, yeah, don't, don't let the cat near <laughs> bat your Marklin train around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or or your you know you have, uh, you have real expensive uh, engines and stuff. And don't go don't do that, man. You want to go you want to go cheap, but you want to make sure it's also durable. Right. So when I say that, you're probably looking at a a, a cheap Bachman set. Yeah. I think Bachman's a good solid solid enough train that's going to hold up for kids and stuff like that. It's not going to cost you the arm and the leg. However, it's going to probably last year after year as long as your kids aren't stepping on it or, uh, or running it running full blast it the track or, or, full blast putting, or putting putting firecrackers, firecrackers in it. on it. Yeah. I mean, that, that type of thing. Yeah. That, that, uh, that I would say that Bachman makes a nice set for doing around tree. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you get one of those box sets, and they have like the over under track layout with the, you know, the the, the fakey plastic uh, concrete piers that make them go up. You know, the, the bridge supports that type of thing. Um, yeah, they usually come with like a, a couple small rinky dinky plastic buildings and a, and a cow. <laughs> Right, and like a like a like an old car. (laughs) Actually, those two cars that I pick a fence with three three sections. It has like a it has that pine tree. Yeah, it has that two inch tall pine tree that has the red and yellow like dots in it. What is those? What are those? You ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, they're like they're like apples on pine trees. Yeah, I don't understand what the hell that is, but they got a pine tree with like red and yellow apples in it. Yeah, and yeah, well, um, pine trees don't have apples. Yeah, and they also have maybe if you're lucky, it has like one of those signal um, bridges yeah. that goes over the track, and you'll break it. Yeah. It'll break in ten minutes. Some um, of them have like a crossing, like a, <laughs> a, a, a car crossing. 
Someone come with like a car crossing. I think the one you got me from Life Like the one you got me from Gates. The one you got me from Life Like was a a logging one, mm-hmm. like a logging themed one, and yeah. it had like a little. It had like the cattle. It did have the cattle car. It had the pasture yeah. with the yeah. wood fence that never snapped together right the second time, yeah. and uh, and it also had like a section where you could like dump the logs off the car. Into, yeah, a into little... like a tray, like a log tray. Yeah, yeah. A log yeah. tray. Because the log trays go into a log. <laughs> and, 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 and all, all the logs go into like a little tray thing. And, right. And, um, so that's where the trucks pick them up. I yeah. guess. I don't... don't worry uh, about accuracy. Yeah. This isn't an accurate product. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> and actually, I still have the dummy engine from it. It's that Santa Fe engine. Yeah. I have yeah. it down here. It's the it's the engine that we use to run. Like with our hands to make sure the track's smooth, we run that yep. engine over the over the joints when we solder them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I have that and the two cars that came with that that whole thing that that whole like box set. Those two cars were the ones that I did for my rusting demo. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I reused them. Look, they're still we have two lifelike things on our layout, manufactured yeah, by so. lifelike. Well, you did a video on the one. Well, yeah, but I rusted them both, and now they're just yeah. heaps of heaps of rust. So yeah, we like grass growing out of them. Yeah, there's crap. grass and crap all over them. So yeah, so, yeah, that's that's the that's like the best. Those lifelike ones are the are the best, and some of the people you get are out of scale. And, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we have that one guy. I won't say what we did with him, but he used to hold a jackhammer in his hand, and we've yep. we've we've since cut the jackhammer shorter and repainted it, and now he hangs out in our city in corners and stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we have him hanging off the balcony right now. And he's standing on the deck behind that Greyhound bar that I made. Yeah, yeah. He's holding something over the edge yeah. of the deck. But uh, <laughs> you guys can use your imagination. You understand what's going on here. Yeah, man. He's, he's, he's got junk out and he's taking a leak, man. He's in the bar, <laughs> he's, he's man. He's pissing off the balcony. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, so we have we that's you know we have three lifelike yeah. things. Now we have three lifelike things on the layout. Right, exactly. And and don't worry, guys. We did not measure his junk. It's not to scale. It's definitely not to scale. <laughs> it's not to scale, however, <laughs> because, because we had to make it visible for the effect. <laughs> the ladies would be very happy. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. The other lady figures on our layout would be very happy ladies. <laughs> I, what, I'm, what I should do is take a picture of the Greyhound bar uh, down the road once we have a scene built up around it and see if people can spot them hanging out in the corner. Like, yeah, yeah, we should do that. Like, we can make that like the elf on the shelf, right? He'll be like the Batman <laughs> and Robin at, yeah, uh, yeah. at, at the Franklin South Remember Manchester, various places. but it'll just be, uh, you know, junk man. He'll just be hanging uh, out around junk man, junk man. <laughs> the, ju- <laughs> <laughs> the junk man. <laughs> Oh my god. We'll just move on. At the end of our series, we always digress into something horrible. So What was it last out. week? What were we talking about last week at the end? Oh no, we, we got all crazy. We did the whole Marianne and Ginger thing at the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we digressed on that when last week we digressed on something else. So yeah, we do that. That's what we do. Uh, Alright, well uh, look out for junk man. Uh, <laughs> he'll be featured in some pictures coming up. So he will never be. He'll never be the center. He'll never be facing front. When we no, have, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. But what well, he may, but it might. <laughs> he might never. <laughs> but it will never be obvious. It'll always be like yeah. in the background. It'll never. Yeah. He'll never be like the center of attention of a photo. I'll right. just. I'll just. I'll just wiggle him into like a corner and, and like 
hide them a little bit. Just, <laughs> just enough to... Like, like a whole pack of naked ladies, too. That Lynn sent you. We haven't done yeah, anything I have, I, they're sending... I actually have them right here. I, I have them sitting in... We need the, to do something with them. You know where we could put them? Oh, uh, down at the base of the lighthouse in the at the very entrance to the uh, wharf. Oh, they're swimming. They're swimming, aren't they? Yeah, we can have them swimming off the... Uh, off the uh, the corner yeah, there where the rocks have, like, and stuff are. Some sailors on a boat, like staring off that direction, of, pointing, or, or they're standing on the side, like a whole Do you group have that, of them. You have that guy. Oh my god, that I have the best thing ever. You have that. You have that sailor that, the with the yellow coat that has the binoculars. Yeah, yeah. We we'll could put, put him in that direction. Looking, we at could him. move. We could remove him from the boat and yeah. put him over on the other side of the of the wharf. Yeah, standing on the rocks. With his binoculars, looking across the wharf at all the naked ladies. <laughs> oh yeah! <definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll order. I'll order one of them. Just oh that my reason. god! That's I'm not taking him off the bed. <laughs> We're gonna order another one just like him. That would be the best. That's like that's a scene that sets itself up that you don't realize right away, and then you're like, oh, what's that yeah. guy with the binoculars looking at? Yeah, and you exactly. look across the wharf, and there he is, staring at all these yep. swimmers, all these skinny dippers. But that's um, funny. That's funny. That's funny. Ah. Uh, so. Anyhow. Anyways, cool guys. Um, I don't have anything else to you. That all the rest of the questions I do. Yeah, so let's get into the next thing. That is the so end of the questions. Time. So I want to talk about some new products that I've seen on the market, or uh, some some of the vendors that we know and we're friends with, and some obviously some of the ones that are are um, that you know we're familiar with, the people we've had on the show as guests. Um, I want to kind of give a shout out to some of their new products. We talked to you uh, about a month ago about the fact that we're going to talk about some new products. I'm going to throw some at you. It's Christmas time. By the time you hear this, it's Friday. It'll be Friday the 20th, and you'll have about five days to order. However, you're probably never going to get that product by Christmas Day as a gift or even for yourself. So, um, but that doesn't mean you can't order it and you order it for yourself as a gift. If not, order it for another miler. I tell you the truth. If I was going to order, if I was going to get something that I needed for somebody else, it's a miler. Um, I, and I was that miler receiving that gift and I knew it was coming. I wouldn't give a shit what anybody else bought me at that point. Uh, right. I'd be happy to death that if I got that thing 10 days or 20 days after Christmas and that was my Christmas gift, I'd be a happy guy instead of getting getting it dead instead of on Christmas Day, knowing that it's coming. So don't be afraid to order late. There's all kinds of stuff out there online and get it for yourself or get it for somebody else that you know is a miler uh, that you're friends with or a family or something like that. Um, and say, hey, if somebody has a last-minute gift, tell them, hey, I like this from this site. And you get it from get it for me, and I don't care if it comes by Christmas Day. I don't care if it comes twenty days from now. Don't buy me anything else. I'll eat. I'll eat my Christmas dinner, enjoy my family, and I know <laughs> in twenty days that son of a gun is coming. And I'm gonna be a happy guy. Okay. So out there is uh, let's start with the Carolina Craftsman Kits. Uh, they have an Elkins Station, a beautiful train station, by the way. Uh, that's available and uh, look at his website that's Carolina Craftsman Kits uh, that's a new product that I've seen here in the last month or so um, and he also has a new one that Jason Jensen did the work for on his uh, website and on Facebook called Raymond Transfer named after our buddy Dan Raymond who builds the vehicles and it was a guest on our show and we're friends with as well right. but it was named after him it's a beautiful structure 
and Jason did a bang up job on it. You can buy that kit, I believe, from uh, kit, uh, from Carolina Craftsman Kits. And the um, Kenny Crump from uh, Casey's Workshop has the um, the mill on Cameron Street. It's a new kit coming out. I don't know if it's out yet, but it'll be out. I'm guessing very shortly. And you can probably pre you can pre-order that kit. Go to caseysworkshop.com, and you'll probably be able to find that. That's a really cool-looking kit, and you want to go check that one out, too. I mean, these are all ones that have recently come out. Um, Real Scale Models um, has recently um, taken over Rusty Stump's lineup, and they have a new of, of uh, structures. They, I believe, bought Rusty Stump's stuff. They did. Uh, and uh, they have the wharf at Kelly's Landing, and it is a cool, cool structure. Go check that one out, okay? Also, uh, we just found out, too, that they bought out RDA kits. Uh, they acquired RDA kits. Uh, it's a plastic kit, but they're very detailed. You're very familiar with them, Brett. You've mm-hmm. worked with them. Um, so that's new, too, and I imagine in the near future you're going to see some RDA I can't kit wait stuff to see that out. being right. available again because, right. you know, I wanted to get one and mm-hmm. uh, found out they weren't available. So I can't wait for them to be available again. Right. So check out the Worth at Kelly's Landing by Rail Scale Models. Mm-hmm. Um, Foggy Mountain Models announced today. Uh, for example, now this is not a new product so much as the fact that we've been dealing with it and talking about it on our show, and that is the brick and block, uh, concrete block and stone cut, stone block, uh, cut paper sheeting. It looks re- so realistic. It's textured. It's so cool. And if you're in the East Coast area in the Northeast mid mid Atlantic region, and you're within earshot of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, you can go to our friend Tommy Gilbert's train shop. And he is now selling that product at Tommy Gilbert's. It was listed today. Um, and that is uh, Mark Schreier uh, at... at uh, Foggy Mountain Models. Foggy Mountain Models. Mark's a great guy. And I guess he uh, he got in touch with Tommy. Tommy's a super cool dude. And uh, he's been in business forever and ever. Tommy's trains, Tommy, Tommy Gilbert's trains in Gettysburg. And uh, it's, a, it's a cool hobby shop. Go in there, check it out, get that product there at his store which is pretty cool okay also um we have man let's go to um motrack models has racks lots and yep. lots of racks for your paint paint racks and hold your paint paint jars i will be, be before this podcast is even live so after you're listening to it there is a video of module a that i've put together available uh, from right. Motrek Models on our YouTube page, and he'll have it on his probably too. Um, uh, uh, the assembly and functionality of the Module A video. Module B is coming up in the next day or two anyways. So and we, he has some great products. He has right. all different kinds. It's easy to assemble too. Stuff, and, it's, and it's sturdy as a rock. Yeah. You saw mine. It's thick. I did. It's heavy duty. Like, this stuff is robust storage. Yeah. And not only that, it's for every type of paint. He's get, Well, you it's not just paint? paint. Well, and I'm just a little, hold on a second. Oh, okay, go ahead. He has all different, like if you want them for craft bottles, he has them for craft bottles. If you want them for AK bottles or, or military modeling bottles, he has those. He has them for 
for your you you, you guys that collect the flow quill bottles. He's got them. He's, he's got, got the, stuff for the hunter line. Scale, he's got the scale coat. He's got the scale coats. I believe just came out. Yeah, and there are all kinds of different configurations. It's not in hunter line. Yes, he has hunter line. I didn't know he had Hunterline. Wow, that's cool. And he has stuff um, for... I could use one for Hunterline, to be honest. I'm 99% sure he has Hunterline. I was on the site earlier today oh, uh, writing awesome. up my YouTube video description. So I got my bottles just scattered on the shelf right now. I think he... Well, and not... So, guys, it's not just paints and stains and stuff that he has, yeah. um, um, like, racks for. He has things that are just for general storage. Yeah. So, you know, right. I, the one that I... The two that I have here... You could use it for anything. It's just an organizer. Yeah. So you could, whatever you can fit in there, it works great. The one drawer that I um, <clears throat> I have in my module fits toothpicks perfectly. Right. So rather than having my toothpick in that annoying, you gave them to me, those annoying shakers. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Those yeah. damn shakers are the worst. Mm-hmm. And um, the rather than having it in those annoying shakers, I... Put it in there now. I don't now. I can just dig them out when I want them. Yeah, he has a Hunterline stains paint rack. It's thirty five bucks, and it fits the Hunterline bottles perfectly. Right, and, and you know, like I said and he's got stuff for tools. He's got stuff for regular workbench stuff. Definitely check it out. Vallejo flow quill scale coat, um, Hunterline, just general stuff. Pan pastels, paint racks for. Scale coat, acrylic cra- acrylic paints, model masters, um, yeah. stuff for strip wood storage, um, right. styrene storage, uh, acrylic large acrylic craft paint ones. I mean, you name right. it, you, you've got it in there. So um, go there, also, and check that out. That's at MotrekModelsUSA.com. dot com. Right, mine mount models. Go to mine mount models. M I N E mount M O U N T models dot com. Uh, Ron Kleiss has that. He's got a new kit out called Randy's Auto Repair. It's a really cool-looking garage. Uh, It looks like any garage in any little small town. Um, Definitely check it out. It's a very cool, very cool structure. It's actually got like three little structures to it. It's just really cool. Um, And they're all made a little differently than the other. And they all kind of fit together. One's like a shed on on a garage. And then you you have your main garage door front or... You know, it's it's a garage, it's a repair shop, and it is it's a cool looking it's a cool looking kit, and he's got some other ones coming. I don't know what it is uh, yet, but it's a new model coming out. Um, and all I see right now is, is it says Sunrise on it. It's um it's, it's a structure he's teasing with us with on his website. He makes we awesome actually kits. well we did see it at the show. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't have a name. It wasn't it's completed. Not, it's either. not out. It's not out yet. Either. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, but he's got all kinds of really cool little, little, uh, um, well, not little. He's got some big ones. You're building one right now. I am. Um, it's a big it's one. Absolute, right. It's awesome. And uh, he has that featured on his Facebook page right now uh, with Pulsar's Plumbing. But um, like I said, he's got the uh, Ra- uh, the Randy's Auto Repair. Go check out that. That's a cool kit. And then moving on from there, we have Railroad Kits. Dot com. Um, he's got castings. I know he's got, I don't know, sure what, but he's got FSM. If anybody's ever worked with FSM castings, they're amazing castings. They got, the detail on them is uh, by far just uh, absolutely off the charts. Okay. Um, and he has some great castings 
there right now. He's got some new sets that came out, and you want to go there online on his railroadkits.com and order, and you can order by the full sets, or you can order them individually. He's got all kinds of different castings available. Uh-huh. Go check them out. Five scale models. Um, He's got also, the kid of the month too. Got the kid of the month. So you know, I, I have anxiety see- every time that damn thing comes up. I know because we don't belong yet. Oh. We haven't done it yet. No, I- I'm thinking about doing it. To be honest with you. We should split but, it. Um, let's do it. We'll, we'll talk about it then. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk but, about it. You know, but, but, but bottom line, man, get on it. If you want some kits and you want one said to each month. If you divide uh, it out by the year, it's actually not that much. Oh, that's a super deal. If you divide so it out by a, 12 kits. It's a cool kit system. It's a really cool system. It's a really cool way to get kits. And he does all the design work. He comes up with a new one. It's unique, and it will never come out again. Once it's out that month, that's it. You're, it's a limited edition. If you belong, you're getting it. If you don't belong, too bad. Sorry, you're missing Charlie. out. It'll you never come back. You can't buy it individually. You can't say, oh, that's a cool, cool kit. I want that kit. I'm going to get a hold of them and see if I can get that kit. Well, it ain't happening unless you belong to the kid of the month. Get on the kid of the month. He's very good at not releasing it again, and he's very adamant about that. So uh, The reason, and everybody's like, why don't you have one, Todd and Brett? Well, we're talking about it now, but, but here's the thing. We have so many things on our shelf right now because of this show and things that we have to do and buy and get ready for it. Is for us practicality wise, uh, we would have stacks and stacks of those kits that we haven't gotten to. Okay, yeah. for, I mean, you know, so I, I it's still, not going to work for us. Yeah, but here's the well, other thing. Well, it will work for well, us. Well, what but, would yeah. be cool to do is is so say you and I signed up for it and we split it. Yeah. Um, I would just every other month you and I would get the kit. Yeah. But what we could do is I would just wait like three months. Get my yeah. second kit and kit bash them together. Oh yeah, make yeah. something weird, you know. So okay, yeah, we'll talk about it though. But anyways, I like that idea. all right. Because um, then it's you know if you wait a month or two for if you get like two or three kits, then then yeah. you can it might be six months until you get three kits, and right. and then you can just at that point in time you might have time to be able to kit bash one together. So we can talk yeah. about that. But um, yeah. yeah, there's there's that. What else you got? That's it, man. I just kind of was rolling through some stuff. and That'll uh, be our bullhorn of the week, too. Yeah. We I got do- a shout-out for manufacturers out there, since we're talking about manufacturers. Um, this year, in particular, I'm really impressed with and happy for guys who normally don't have the time to do their own building and structure, ta- structure work. We talked about a little bit this year with Doug. Uh, who's done that? He's starting his own layout and his own work, a shelf and layout. doing some modeling for himself. For you guys out there that do everything for everybody else in this hobby and provide us with new material, or you know, you people that uh, do how tos and things like we do, or you don't always have the time, in the, the best, the most time in the world to do your own thing. Um, you know, I'm happy for guys like that that are out there doing it. Those are uh, Jeff Grove is doing it now with his kit. Uh, with his with his own layout, um, I knew that uh, Kenny Crump this year. I saw him doing some of his own modeling this year, which is awesome to see again. These are guys you don't normally see because they're too busy making it for us, and they don't take the time out for themselves. And as a result, I think I'm seeing more and more, not just them. I'm seeing other modelers and more and more people sharing their work and their high detailed things that they're doing. It's growing. I see this hobby growing uh, in this last year 
and we're going to talk about that more for the New Year's show. We're going to do a special on uh, a special New Year's on best and worst of the hobby and things like that. Yeah. Uh, for the also, year 2020, we, 2019, we do have post holidays. We do have guests lined up. So yes. um, we had a long stretch here without guests. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason was actually our last guest. We've had one. But, well, this is a couple weeks ago, but yeah. Yeah, but we, I mean, it was three or four episodes since we had a guest on. So we yeah. will be having guests on here after the New Year starts. Um, mm-hmm. It's just tough. Uh, people got a lot going on, and to sacrifice yep. a whole evening here to be on with us is a lot to ask during the holidays. But fear not, we will have guests in the New Year. Um, yeah. I th- a few of them are people who our patrons have asked for a couple times some of them are patrons so some of our patrons and listeners will actually be on the show um and we have a good lineup coming up so uh i've been working on a few i know you saw i was emailing a couple people um but um yeah we got some people coming on but that's all i got how about you i do you have plans on new year's eve no do you do anything on new year's eve never Let's do the show on New Year's Eve. Ooh. We're Ooh. doing it. It's a Tuesday night. You know what we should do? Your mom will be asleep by hang a on, certain time hang anyways. On. What if we do two live shows? Hmm. Oh, wait. No, you know what we could do? Oh, my God. I just got it. Remember when I could invite you to my live videos? Yeah. All right. So we can do a live video. Okay. And we can do Yeah, we're gonna figure that out. We're gonna work on something cool for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Cool. Um, New Year's Eve, man. We're gonna do something big. I don't do anything. I eat what happens on New Year's Eve is I buy a shrimp tray and I buy yeah. some cheese and meat and I buy a couple good beers and then we don't we open up the shrimp tray, I get eight to ten shrimp. <laughs> And I get some cheese, and I drink a beer, and I eat my shrimp and cheese, and then I fall asleep. And then we wake up at 1 in the morning after it's been over, and we put the shrimp and cheese tray away, half-eaten, and we go to bed. That's that's my New Year's every year. My New Year's is we start start out great. We have all these snacks and ready. We're all go, good to go. You know, We're going to eat this set. stuff all night. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to buy all this stuff. you got to buy so much freaking food you're going to have for the next four days you don't even know it. And you have all this stuff. But it's good because now you can eat it watching the football games the next day. Right, exactly, exactly. Check but this info. What? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> my phone sucks. So I even turned my volume off. My volume's off. Stupid Google. Anyhow, um, the um, you know, you buy all this stuff and then you sit down and you go to eat and everything. And I'm good. I'm, all, I'm a night out, right? You know that. Right, I can stay up late. Generally, I won't fall asleep if I know I'm going to be up till midnight and I'm going to watch the freaking midnight the ball drop and whatever else. Usually, is a is a crappy like uh, what Mountain West game on or something like that on, and um, you know, so I, I, I'll, I'll stay up. I have no problem with that. And uh, but your mom, man, ten o'clock, ten o'clock after all this bravado of how she's going to be staying up with me tonight, bye bye bye, right? And she's snoring away on the on the on the couch right right so uh you know so i just let it go you know just let it go and then uh so what happens at midnight midnight i'm standing out in my yard with my dog <laughs> waiting for him to do his business it's probably like 14 degrees outside and uh and all the neighbors are out shooting fireworks and it's just freaking my, him out in my in my neighborhood it's guns 
Okay, okay, yeah, it is. Actually. Everyone goes outside with their shotguns and shoots yeah. them in the air. So if people are setting off fireworks all over the neighborhood and I go back inside the house and and I go to and I wake her up and we go to bed. And that's the end. And you you know, you know, it's like I oh, happy new year and then you go to bed. You know, that's the end. So um I am all for a show. I am all for a New Year's Eve show. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I think your mom says something about maybe going down the to uh, watch the pickle drop or some crap like that. So I'm going to have to finagle that. I may have to go do that. So let's just see what's going on. Nice. We got about that. But we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, so. we will announce the New Year's Eve special because that's on a Tuesday night. Yeah. So we'll announce some kind of New Year's Eve thing. And by the way, don't ask what the pickle drop is. The town is called Dillsburg, and they do this thing where they drop a pickle. A dill pickle. A dill pickle, because pickles is their big thing. Every tiny little town around us has a drop. They don't even grow cucumbers in that damn town. They don't even have pickles in that town. They make, well, they do because it's Dillsburg, so they they import these pickles in. But you know what? It's not about pickles. I don't know where the hell they get that. Because it's Dillsburg, I guess. I I would look into your history of Dillsburg a little bit more. I think you'd be surprised. I don't think it has anything to do, to do with pickles. Okay, but whatever. hang on. Stay on the show, everyone, all these folks. Google.com. <laughs> no, man, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me that much. History of Dillsburg. It's cool that they have their traditions. Every know? town in our area drops something stupid. Yeah. A pickle, a wrench in Mechanicsburg. Okay, and, so uh, you're right. Yeah, I know. The town right. is named for Matthew Dill. An immigrant yeah. from County Monaghan, Ireland, who settled the town in 1740. The village became a central location for agriculture during the Civil War. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, you know how bad this town is? This town don't even have a damn... They don't even have a train track in this town. None? No. There's no trains in Dillsburg. Not in the town. So, it's not even a pickle, guys, by the way. Um... You think they just drop a? I don't think there's a train track. No, you think that Dillsburg just drops a pickle, but they don't just drop a pickle. They drop a pickle that looks like Mr. Peanut. He's dressed up like like Mr. Peanut. He's got top hat, ten foot tall, and eyes, and like red, big red, big red lips, and shoes. He's like a he's he's the picture. Picture Mr. Peanut from the Planner's Peanut. Yeah, Mr. But he's a pickle. <laughs> it's yeah. awful. And he goes down and scares the <laughs> shit out of the kids. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. I remember being there. So yeah, They dropped him from a hook and ladder truck in the middle of the street. I was now, there. I will say it's packed. I was there at the turn of, of the millennium. Yeah. That's where we were when the year 2000 clicked over. And I remember that taking you there as a kid. You were a kid. I remember the scare that everyone had that the world was gonna stop at two thousand. Uh, remember that? Like, oh, yeah, the computers I are remember. gonna. I was there with you. Co- as your dad. The computers are gonna stop, and all the lights are gonna go out, and, uh, and the <laughs> infrastructure won't be able to handle it. And I was terrified because I was in fifth grade, and I'm like, um, what is that? What's gonna happen in the middle of this pickle drop? Like. Yeah. Is it gonna? Is this? Is this Mister Pickle gonna just hit the bucket at the bottom of his fire truck and everything's gonna go black? Like, what's yeah. gonna happen? And then, so like, now picture this. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like as a kid, I'm 12. I'm thinking the world's gonna end when this yeah. pickle hits this bucket, yeah. and I'm like, oh great. Well, here comes the rest of my. Here comes the end of my life, screaming at a pickle falling from a fire truck. 
<laughs> and then it hits the bucket, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're we're still alive. So, uh, yeah, and we, I, you know, you couldn't wait to get it home, so you get on your on your desktop computer. It was like six hundred with dial up. It's like a six hundred pound computer on your on your desk. You can and launch you a spaceship with it. You wanted to make sure it. that it was still there and it didn't melt down because of two thousand K. Yeah, I remember that. Uh anyways, good times. All right, guys. Hey, we'll announce what our New Year's Eve plans are. But until then, have a Merry Christmas. Have a great time with your family. Enjoy it. Um, go do your things. Models always be here. But uh, go spend some time with your families. Enjoy the time. Agreed. That's my message. Uh, also, also don't be afraid to get away from your families for a little bit because we all know they drive us absolutely insane sometimes. So right. ha- Merry Christmas, everyone. Later.